Hey, it is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. Our number for you is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you here tonight, you've got me, Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. So there is something very interesting and unusual in the news today. There's uh, there's also another story that Bonnie's got for later on about this uh, guy from, what was the group again? The Proud Boys. The Proud Boys. You've heard a thing or two about the Proud Boys. Oh yeah, the Enrique guy being an informant. Yeah. yeah. Looks, like looks like their top dog was actually a government agent. And or at least an informant, which is what's the difference? Let's but, pretend to be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so we can talk about that a little bit later. But first, this GameStop story, I saw. It's amazing. It, it took me a little while to like. I looked at a couple of stories about this, and one of them was the first time I saw it was there was like a, a Bitcoin news agency that was reporting this as though it were some sort of Bitcoin related thing. And I guess some guy who was uh, analyzing this situation we're about to tell you about said that this is good. It's good news for Bitcoin because it shows decentralization is is powerful. Um, I'm not sure what this really has to do with Bitcoin, except for the fact that there was a group of people that were sort of outside of the system who are now screwing over the system. I mean, maybe that's the only Similarity. I think I can explain what he was getting at, but we have to actually get into what's going yeah. on with GameStop beforehand. So I've got a story here that is supposed to be a pretty good overview from RT, that is Russia Today. And, you know, you always got to go to Russia Today when you want a good perspective that's not <laughs> going to fillet the American government. Yes, they fillet the Russian government. <laughs> yeah, you just got to know, hey, yeah. know what you're getting into. So here it is. The NASDAQ has paused trading. After, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the system is not happy about what happened with this GameStop thing. Well, well, good. Yeah. The system needs to die. And after, uh, apparently they did it after internet, quote, degenerates, unquote. <laughs> Call them that. So I don't, we'll find out. Uh, spotted Wall Street gearing up to make a killing, beat the traders at their own game, and got filthy rich while destroying the U.S.'s top hedge funds. So, story here, NASDAQ CEO Adina Friedman announced Wednesday morning, speaking to CNBC, quote, we're actively monitoring social media chatter and will halt stock if we match chatter with unusual activity in stocks. Oh, no, that's not said. the way this works, dude. Or chick. Yeah, I'm not sure. You it's don't just get to say, oh, no, we don't want to allow these sales and Paul's trading. Why no, don't, I don't they? It's their system. Well, sure. Right. <laughs> but that's all the more reason the system needs to die. Yeah. I don't know what NASDAQ is. I don't know anything about it, but it's, it's some kind of um, fancy stock thing where there's like the fancier stocks or like the more expensive stocks or whatever are in this thing. That's about okay. all I know. So about it's sort of it. like an aggregate. I think. Well, I thought that was all stocks. I, I you know what? I don't. You're probably dealing with three people who don't know anything <laughs> about stocks whatsoever. Like I was explaining this to uh, Calvin, one of my tenants here, and like I was telling him that I never heard of this hedge fund thing, and he already knew all about hedge funds, so I didn't have to explain to him what that was. But we're going to get into whatever a hedge fund is. I had heard the term before, but yeah. it had never occurred to me to look into what it is what it because. Is. Me either. There are better ways to invest your money than in the stock market. You yeah. should you should diversify, sure, but. Cryptocurrency has proven to be a much better investment. Well, yeah, and and we should get into that as well. Like, why is cryptocurrency more interesting to us than stocks? Because they can't pause the trading on it for one. They for the can't most just part. like, oh no, you're you're ballooning the price of Dogecoin. <laughs> We're ceasing all Dogecoin trading. Right. Like, look, I'll sell you some Dogecoin. Yeah, 
Exactly. So there's no centralized control over cryptocurrency like there is with the stock market. So kudos to these guys in this Reddit group, which we'll get into, for being able to screw with the system as much as they have before they could put the clamp down on, right? Because oh, the, the system seems to be having a meltdown. I didn't know yeah. about the trading being paused, oh, but yeah. I've seen the reaction from these these hedge fund mil- billionaires and millionaires, and they are upset. Because uh, apparently they lost a lot of money today or something like that. Oh, so poor guys. So the boss lady over at, or whoever over at NASDAQ, says that she's demanding regulators intervene to stop the, quote, manipulation, unquote, that scenes amateur investors completely leave one of America's top hedge funds, Melvin Capital, teetering on the edge of bankruptcy. That's such BS. These hedge funds manipulate the market all the time. Short selling is a is a web way of manipulating the market. Now, what is short selling? It's when you borrow a stock on on the basis that it's going to go down in value, mm-hmm. and then you sell it when it goes down in value, and you repay the loan for the stock, and you pocket the profit. Isn't, isn't that what the hedge fund people do? Yes. I thought they and that's so- how they've lost money. No, here. I think what they do is they you missed a step or you you confused a step. From what they they're going to tell us here in RT is they borrow the stock and immediately sell it. And then they rebuy it later when they expect that it's going to go down, and they make the difference in the price. Then they give the stock back to okay. the person they borrowed it from. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as trading opened, Friedman kept her word, and the buying and selling of GameStop stock was halted intermittently throughout the morning. Also, from what I've seen, they're also halting AMC, the movie chain. Yes, because yeah. the Reddit people who organized this against GameStop went through and they're like, hey, you know, this was really successful. Here are these other these overshorted losers. funds that yeah. we can do this to. Is all of NASDAQ paused or just uh, GameStop's part? Good question. It sounds like the whole thing might be paused, but that is an excellent question. Uh, in a bid to stave off the manipulation, she said, but what was it about one failing video games retail company that sparked the panic on Wall Street, asks RT. A fixture in American shopping malls, GameStop once held launch night parties for the biggest annual video game releases. But it's seen its business fall off a cliff in recent years due to digital purchasing and the decline of malls nationwide. Enter the short sellers. Put simply, hedge funds looking to capitalize on failing businesses can borrow shares in a company, immediately sell them, and ideally buy them back later at a lower price to pay back the original lender while pocketing the difference. Should the price rise, however, instead of fall, these funds have to pay back the shares at the new higher price. (laughs) <laughs> now, what's not, not for clear. some for perspective on this? The price of a single share of GameStop last year, I think, in August, was like three dollars. Oh yeah, this thing has been GameStop, and I'm not a, I'm not a stock person, right? Like I don't spend any time following stocks, but I happen to know that GameStop was doing bad because I, I watched this video game podcast. Uh, on, I mean, on some occasion. of the new consoles don't even have disk drives, right? I mean, the, Microsoft and Sony have been trying to get away from used games forever. Is that right? That's why they started with Launch Day DLC and crap like that on disk to DLC. To encourage people to, to move to downloadable Yeah, or to just uh, buy options. the game directly. I mean, they don't want you to be – they don't want two people to be able to play the same game. Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to have to buy another copy for the second person. Oh, so you can't share right. the game in that way. That's greedy. Yeah. And they think you're stealing from them. If you sell the game to GameStop and someone comes along and buys it later, they're like, oh, you stole from us. Now two people got to, but only there's still only one copy of the game in circulation, right? It doesn't matter if I let my nephew play one of my video games. I'm not stealing from them. I don't have to buy a second copy. Apparently it matters to them. Yeah. Well, they're idiots who believe in intellectual (laughs) property. (laughs) That's a great point. 
Uh, so the, the thing that I'm not clear on, and if you're like one of these stock expert types and you can answer this question, is at what point when the stock price goes up, do they have to repurchase it and give it back to the original lender? Is it like immediately or is it within a certain percentage or is it you know how do they figure that out because the stock price has been shooting up on gamestop because of this you know activity by this reddit group from one of these stories that i saw they pretty much should do it immediately because if they don't the price they're could just lose. continue climbing right. and they're going to lose out right. but i don't think there's an actual hard limit and that's sort of what the issue here is is that so much of these people on Reddit control the GameStop stock, mm-hmm. and they're refusing to sell it to these hedge fund people. They're like, no, we're not letting you buy this. Oh, and that's wait driving, a minute. You're that's saying- creating a feedback cycle that is just driving the price higher and higher and higher. Hold on. You're saying the buyers on Reddit. The se- yes, the-, the people who have the GameStop shares. Right. They're Reddit. buying a ton of these shares, presumably the ones that were originally being sold by the, these very hedge funds or whatever. And then when the hedge funds go to buy it back, there's like a dearth of, of availability. There's not very many. Any right. in the market for sale at all right and the longer oh, they hold wow. out on selling the higher the price is going to get until eventually wow. they will play okay you know what we're at three thousand dollars a share sure i'll sell you my yeah. shares and isn't it at hundreds of dollars right now i think it's about 300 right now yeah so it's gone up like a hundred times basically increases yeah that's incredible it's absolutely mark and the longer they hold out the bigger that number is going to get right. and no one could have seen this coming because everybody else you know look if you're looking at buying a stock you don't look at game stock because it's garbage. You know, the company is going to die. It's, it's just the question is when are they going to close their doors? Uh, more coming up here. 603 283 6160. If you've been following us, uh, this, let us know. Yep, it's Free Talk Live. We're talking about this really wild story. And normally, stock market, I'm not interested in talking about at all. Like, to me, that's one of the most boring topics you can possibly discuss. But not today. No, no. Today, it's become very, very interesting. Where apparently a Reddit group, uh, which is, uh, what is it? Slash R. Do you remember what it is, Aria? I don't, but I can. Wall Street Bets. Yeah. Wall Street bets all run together, and they have been playing a little game with these... uh, They've been playing it very well. Yes, with these hedge fund people. Now, hedge fund people are like old school, old money stock trader types, right? These people have been working this... These are the ones that have been saying Bitcoin is a fad, Bitcoin is dead. Oh, they, they say that stuff too? I'm sure they do. Well, it's have, the same type of person anyway. You know, this big suit, big wig, smoking a cigar in a back office, doing cocaine. Yeah. Uh, at, you know, making tons of money yep. because they know. Putting the, mom and pop places out of business. Yeah. And they know the way the system works, or at least the way it has worked until this point, because the average person didn't have the ability to, prior to the Internet, communicate in an effective, efficient manner. And to organize themselves in a way that, you know, they'd never been able to do before. There was something else they couldn't do before either, buy stocks directly. You know, they had to go through investment firms and things like that if the average person wanted to buy shares of something. Now you can use oh. Acorns or Scott Trade or Robinhood or Robin one of these Hood. other apps yeah. to just buy the stocks directly and cut out 
those investment firms. Oh, and interesting. So this wasn't even possible 10 years ago. This couldn't have been done. Oh, wow. But the world is changing rapidly, and it sounds like these hedge fund guys didn't think that could ever happen. Oh, yeah. They're getting left behind <laughs> in the dust. By You'll, internet degenerates. That's what they're calling them here. We'll get to uh, more of the story here, but also want to tell you about Bitcoin.com. If you go there, you will learn about the other thing that's way more interesting than uh, than stocks, and and at least in the case of Bitcoin, has been pretty profitable over the last decade. Uh, you can go to Bitcoin.com and learn about Bitcoin. Learn about Bitcoin Cash as well, because there's more than just the original Bitcoin out there, and you need to get it. If you're going to get into it, you should at least learn the fact that there are other options out there besides Bitcoin. And they'll teach you about that over at Bitcoin.com. Just click on Get Started at the top of the page there. And once again, that's Bitcoin.com. So let me continue here with this RT story explaining what's going on. So I'm going to just re-explain what a hedge fund is because, again, you know, I don't know anything about this stock stuff. And it's important to kind of get this concept. So hedge funds are looking to make money on businesses that are failing. And the way they do that is they borrow shares in a company from people who are willing to lend them. And I guess the sure. reason why somebody would take this risk is because they they could make more later on if the price goes up. But anyway, for whatever reason, people are, are giving them their stocks. They're borrowing these stocks somehow. And then they, according to the story here at RT... Well, I guess for the person loaning the stock, it's it's pretty much guaranteed that they're going to get their money back at some point. Either because they sell... Mm-hmm. immediately and can just call that back in or because the price goes up and then they get back more or the price goes down and they still get back the original the cost original, of the stock. Oh, do they get back the money or they get the stock back? Don't they just get the stock back? I do not know. Yeah, see, there's still a few questions I have about how this works. But either way, uh, they the company, so they borrow these stocks, they Im- immediately sell them at whatever the current price is. And then later, because they're expecting the stocks are going to go down in price, when the stocks go down in price, they buy them back. And then they give them back to whoever they borrowed them from, presumably, at that point. It sounds like a market research failure on the part of these companies that were shorting or expecting the price of GameStop to go down from $3 because they just put a new board member on who is just your average person who bought 13% of GameStop shares and went in to shake the company up saying, hey – why don't you transition to online services? We should be competing with Amazon. Get get this old school stuff that doesn't mm-hmm. work anymore out of your brains, and let's focus on this new direction. And GameStop has been working on that. So, yeah, and, and it's a lot of people too little, too late. I mean, honestly, you think these these old dinosaurs at GameStop are going to be able to come back from the brink of extinction? Well, look at what happened with GameFly. I mean, they sort of that. Uh, it was a game rental service very similar to the original Netflix. Style, okay, like you're probably the so only they'd person. Ship you. Yes, a game. you'd rent mm-hmm. a game from them, they'd ship it to you, you could keep it as long as you want, and right. then send it back, and they'd send you a new game, Yeah, sure. just like Netflix. Did they go under? I think they did, mm-hmm. but the, the idea is still there for people to take advantage of and for people to use if they want to. But it's not working, right? So that's why they went out of business. Well, has GameStop tried it? Maybe they were mismanaged. Could be. You know? I mean, they've definitely been poorly managed, but... So should the price rise instead of the fall, the funds would then have to pay back the shares at the new higher price. Well, these guys didn't expect GameStop's price to rise at all. And it's understandable. You know, it seemed like they were just going to spiral down the drain until they went out of business. Uh, But the reverse happened. Profiting off a failing business may seem either a canny move or the epitome of vulture capitalism, but it's a common practice. Wall Street's top investing firms even help each other identify stocks ripe for the picking, as Citron Research did when it deemed GameStop a, quote, failing mall-based retailer in terminal decline. 
Citron Research and Melvin Capital both bought tens of millions of dollars worth of short positions in GameStop, <laughs> but soon learned the hard way that in short selling, there's no end to the amount of money one can lose. The two million members of Reddit's Wall Street Bets community took an interest in GameStop back in August when they noticed the arrival of pet supply e-tailer Chewy's co-founder Ryan Cohen to its board, signaling there was some life in the company yet. When they noticed the Melvin Capital and Citron had bought the stock short, so I guess you can just find out who's putting these short purchases in? Presumably, huh. if you care to, I guess. They decided to start buying, pumping up its value, partly to make a buck and partly to punish the hedge funds for profiting off the death spiral of a store ingrained in their childhood memories. Wow. So they specifically were able to identify who was trying to do this short selling and they knew exactly who they would be able to punish. That's interesting. I mean, would it matter who it was if they were trying to yeah. just punish whoever, whoever it was it that was. was responsible? Throughout January, GameStop's value shot up from $18 per share to $347 as of today. Jesus Christ. As hedge fund managers. And let's keep in mind, let's see, what what does that increase? It's a, a lot. I mean. <laughs> I'm just going to lowball it and say it's a, you know, thousand uh, percent increase it's obviously higher than that but this company invested tens of millions of dollars in short selling this mm-hmm. multiply that by a thousand and that's right. pretty much the loss that they're faced with right now and right. i love everything about that as hedge that's fund awesome. managers whined and raged on television and twitter the wall street bets community dug their heels in and continued to buy Both funds took a beating with rumors of Melvin Capital's bankruptcy circulating yesterday. Melvin's manager, Gabe Plotkin, told CNBC the rumors are false, but the fund still needed a bailout of nearly $3 billion to cover its losses before the position, before it closed its position that afternoon. Now, when it says a bailout... That means they went bankrupt. uh Uh-huh. But But did the government give them money? That's what I'm wondering. Are they actually asking the government? to bail them out from making a huge investment mistake. They should just die. And I'm sure the government will. The government bailed out the banks in 2007. Sure, but are are hedge fund managers considered as important to government agencies as the bankers are? I'm going to say they probably aren't. I mean, essentially... Depends on how much they contribute to their political campaigns. Yeah, that's definitely true. But generally, I mean, a hedge funder, they're just gamblers, right? Like, that's that's all they're doing. They're just gambling based on research, but... That's it. Whereas banks are more directly tied into the state, right? The banks are essentially sort of uh, part of the Federal Reserve System. 603-283-6160. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live, and you're invited if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And especially if you've been following this absolutely fascinating GameStop situation. I didn't think we would be talking about GameStop except to talk about how they're likely going out of business. But now... Their fortunes have changed all of a sudden because, well, some people who 
grew up with uh, GameStop, presumably the younger users of a Reddit group uh, calling themselves Wall Street Bets, I believe it is. Uh, Wall Street Bets decided to focus on purchasing up GameStop stocks, which are, you know, just cheap as hell as of just a few weeks ago. Yeah. And they saw the price balloon up in just this month, in just the last, you know, four weeks. The price has gone up from $18 per share to $347 earlier today. I just can't imagine why anyone has any sort of nostalgia for GameStop. Well, it's I a, mean, they they ripped us all off every time we <laughs> sold them used games. I mean, why, let them die, dude. They gave you seven cents for your brand new copy of Call of Duty 5 because you played it for two and a half minutes. I was wondering, like, is it a bad thing that GameStop doesn't die because, like, the market wants it to die? Well, apparently the market wants it to live. I don't know I'm how much here. this is actually going to help GameStop, though. Do you? Well, it's increased the value of their shares tremendously. At the very least, it'll put off their death for some amount of time. If you know, the, does GameStop get any of this money? If they're holding their own shares oh, and they okay, sell yeah, them, fair point. Then yeah, they would, right? Well, we know one of the board members is holding at least thirteen percent of the shares. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. We'll get deeper into this story here because again, it's just absolutely fascinating. And apparently, th- there's a couple of these old old money hedge funds companies that are like basically going to go out of business, or at least that's what people believe is going to happen. They are taking a beating uh, on this, and so maybe they don't love GameStop, but they like it better than they like. Hedge fund managers. Okay, you know? that's fair. <laughs> Between the two, I would also pick GameStop. <laughs> right. At least you got something from GameStop at some yeah, point in your life, that's right? True. Uh, so let's go to your phone calls and thoughts here. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Aria in the studio tonight. Mike is in Wisconsin. You're first up. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I'm curious. Uh, do you guys know any uh, VPNs that are like free, um, or do you actually have to pay for like a good quality one? You say VPN? VPN, yeah, okay. virtual private VPN. network. Uh, for yep. listeners that don't know, how would you define what that is, Aria? A VPN? It encrypts your. Well, it may encrypt. Some of them encrypt. I don't think they encrypt by default, but it encrypts mm-hmm. your communications over the internet to a specific server that a bunch of other people are using which makes it impossible for ISPs to figure out what you're doing with your internet. It, it kind of makes it so you can look like you're coming from a different place on the internet as well. Yeah. So you can sort of masquerade as though you're in Singapore or you're in, you know, uh, somewhere in Europe or whatever. They have these different locations around the globe. Lots of these VPNs do. Now, what you get for free, I don't know. It's been a while since I've looked for... I would VPN. suggest Winscribe. They give you 10 gigabytes per month for free, mm-hmm. which isn't really a lot um, the average user will probably fly through that fairly quickly but their paid version is also like 40 bucks a year okay and they take cryptocurrency uh our friend and co-host on friday nights uh, mr penguin aka chris wade from thinkpenguin.com they have their own penguin vpn service as well it's not free uh but the, you know they do offer it and obviously they're super privacy nuts so I mean, if you if you want a, a VPN service run by absolute nuts about privacy, then I would say Penguin VPN uh, would be a good choice, and they also take cryptocurrency for that. So, Mike, I hope that helps. Your uh, any other thoughts All you right. want to share? Um, you said that was Winscribe. Yes. Fun fact: okay. They do have a Facebook page, but the only thing there is a single post that says, "If you're reading this, you don't take privacy seriously enough." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's what I kind of figured. Cool. I mean, in the marketplace, you get what you pay for, and for, for paying nothing, 
probably won't get much. Thanks, Mike, for your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Well, and it restricts your server access, I think, to just the ones in just the United one States. Okay. So if you want international, you got to pay. I think. I'm not 100% sure because I've been using the paid version for so long because, yeah. I mean, 45 bucks a year. That's worth it. Every yeah. January, just send them some Bitcoin cash and I'm good to go. Oh. Just continue on. 603-283-6160. So let's get back into this GameStop thing where this Reddit community, Wall Street Bets, decided they were going to get in and support GameStop and try to take down these uh, hedge funds. So apparently, and again, I, and I don't know enough about how all this stuff works, but apparently you can identify the fact that short positions exist on a stock. Now, how, how you go about doing that, I don't know, but they did identify that. So in theory, that would mean anywhere they can, you know, they can go look at these different failing businesses like AMC theaters and see, oh, these hedge funds have put a bunch of short stocks short sells on this and so they just go in and start buying it up i would love to see them do the same thing with amc mm-hmm. because amc was dying you know the movie industry yeah the theater industry is dead amc was obviously going to go down in value it's, right and then 2020 happened yeah so, i worked in a movie theater and i want them to die all movie theaters yes oh so i can imagine <laughs> that you know a lot of these hedge funds did short sell a ton of amc stock if they're losing yeah. billions on GameStop, they might lose tens of billions on AMC. Well, and that's another thing about this is the story here says that you know there's like no limit to the amount of money these people can lose, which is interesting, and they kind of explain that. So, again, two million people are in this Reddit, this Wall Street bets. Now, how many of them actually made the purchases? I don't know, but obviously some large chunk of them did. Both funds took a beating. And now they're wanting a bailout of nearly $3 billion to cover its losses as of Wednesday. This is according to Melvin Capital. Uh, Citron's Andrew- But that will only cover their losses if they can buy $3 billion worth of GameStop stock. And that can't, they can't do if people aren't willing to sell it. And that's why the losses are infinite. That's really interesting. So Citron's Andrew Left said Wednesday he had managed to close his position at a loss of 100%. With short sellers down $6 billion as of Tuesday, the self-described degenerates. So that's who. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. Of I Wall like them better now. Wall Street Bets posted screenshots of their ballooning bank balances, revealing in their, which means that some of them are selling, uh, reve- reveling in their newfound wealth as Wall Street suffers. One poster reportedly turned $55,000 into $13 million, while another posted a screenshot of his $64,000 gain, announcing, quote, I can now write my mom a check and put my sister through Lyme disease treatment. This has been a very rough year, but I'm so thankful for every single one of you. Life-changing money is turning into destiny-changing money, another wrote on Tuesday night. Wow. The government can't have regular people making that much money. No, and that's why they're stepping in. Uh, At least not the government is stepping in, but Wall Street is stepping in. NASDAQ freezing trading today. Now, we aren't sure whether they froze the entire stock exchange or if they just froze, you know, AMC and GameStop. But if you know more and you want to weigh in here, 603-283-6160. As the titans of Wall Street seethed, and again, this is RT.com reporting, investor Michael Burry, who made a fortune on the 2008 sub subprime mortgage crisis, said in a now-deleted tweet on Tuesday that trading in GameStop is, quote, unnatural, insane, and dangerous, and that there should be, (laughs) quote, legal and regulatory repercussions. I love how RT points out that this guy was one of the causes of the housing crisis in 2007 and 2008, leading to the Great Recession, Mm -hmm. and he's out on Twitter bitching about losing at his own game. 
One of the uh, the activists here, I mean, for lack of a better term, William Legate writes on his Twitter, quote, What we're witnessing isn't a traditional pump and dump. It's an unorganized yet collective effort of meme lords and average Americans to completely ignore all market fundamentals and through the power of social media, bankrupt hedge funds overnight, taking their funds. Legality unclear. Reddit is also in the process of memifying AMC stock to revive it from the dead, which is cheap right now this is like the occupy wall Sounds street like i need to go online and buy some amc, buy some AMC right <laughs> uh if it's not frozen and that's the question are they actually freezing these purchases what is going on with that uh we'll have to check that out but he says this is like the occupy wall street movement but on their own turf with real financial consequences incredible he says Despite Burry's call for punishment and Friedman's fretting over manipulation, Friedman again is the CEO of NASDAQ, the amateur investors of Wall Street bets aren't actually breaking the law, according to RT. Their forum posts are considered free speech under the First Amendment, rather than illegal attempts to dupe investors. Uh, We'll tell you more about this. It's absolutely fascinating. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The number here is 603-283-6160. I was just reviewing our chat room. Somebody claims that their Reddit's been shut down. That's not true. Uh, Reddit.com slash r slash WallStreetBets is still there. It would be distressing to find out that Reddit had shut down their subreddit. And apparently there's now 3.6 million degenerates. It's actually, it shows that on this, like in the area where Reddit shows you about the community and it shows you the the number of people, below that it actually says degenerates. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, So their numbers, again, this RT story we're sharing with you said there were 2 million, which means their numbers have gone up significantly in this subreddit since uh, the story started to break over the last 24 hours. This is huge. It's an awesome story. Yeah. And it's a good idea. And. We're both now looking at Robinhood and AMC because that seems to be their next target. Yeah, if they're going after <laughs> AMC next. I mean, again, what is, what is NASDAQ going to do? I mean, they can't close their entire operation, right? Are they going to ban Robinhood from making stock trades? What are, What is it that they're going to do about this? So, I, don't know. I mean, in, in the... The real, excuse me. The reality of the situation is that they've already lost this war. They, if they were going to kill Robin Hood, they would have had to have done it, you know, a decade ago. Mm. If they were going to kill Acorns, those ships have already sailed, and mm-hmm. now the average person can do this. And what is happening for those that don't know, those just tuning in, is a bunch of people on a Reddit, a subreddit called Wall Street Bets, have been organizing uh, to purchase failing stocks like GameStop. And ultimately, that kills these hedge fund companies, these big Wall Street companies that have been around for however many decades and have been making buku bucks off of people uh, to kill these companies, like literally overnight or darn close to it. According to the story at RT, uh, despite, again, there's a, there's been a call for punishment, of course, uh, from the hedge fund managers, and then the NASDAQ CEO claiming that the stock is being, quote, manipulated – the amateur investors aren't actually breaking the law, according to RT.com. Their posts are considered free speech. 
rather than illegal attempts to dupe investors. Well, they're not duping anyone. No, they're buying the stock. Buying and selling stock manipulates the price of stocks. I mean, if you're doing anything in the stock market, you're manipulating the market. There's been an awakening, says financial advisor Tim Collins. He says further, a large group of retail traders have realized if they work together, they can overpower any institution or short seller in the world outside of the Fed, of course. One Reddit poster. Oh no, we can we can overpower that one too, just not with the stock market. Right, not through the system. For that one, we need cryptocurrency. cryptocurrency. Uh, another Reddit poster put it more bluntly, quote, what I think is happening is that you guys are making such an impact that these fat cats are worried that they have to get up and put in work to earn a living. Uh, Tim Poole, who was actually a podcaster who talked about you during your campaign, Aria, when you were running for sheriff, says on his Twitter, people finally realized pitchforks weren't working and used dollars to F over Wall Street elites. Nice. Did he say nice stuff about Aria? Uh, yeah, he was very complimentary towards aria now he hasn't had aria on his show yet which would be nice but maybe someday uh glenn greenwald weighing in here saying the gamestop reddit melvin episode is one of the most amazing events in a while read this great thread to understand the significance and then he links over to this william legate or legate uh in in his post so they're talking about this Melvin hedge fund company being way down on this, according to the math that one of these Wall Street bets guys did. As of January 22nd's close, Melvin was down 30%. They had 13.1... <laughs> that is music to my ears, man. They had 13.1 billion AUM. I don't know what that is. As of March 2020, that's a loss of $3.9 billion as of January 22nd. During this time, GameStop increased 46, almost $47, a.k.a. for every $12 increase in GameStop price, Melvin loses a billion dollars. Nice. GameStop's price is right as I'm writing this 103, or excuse me, 103.46, and that's now over 300 something. So this is this post is from, you know, whenever it was a few days ago. Uh, so as of that time, Melvin had lost another $3.2 billion. When GameStop hits over $175, it will be game effing over for Melvin with a 100% loss. They cannot restart. Uh, another poster says, Redditors, that is beautiful. Redditors have done more to hurt Wall Street in two weeks than Occupy Wall Street. The Democratic Socialists of America and the Bernie Sanders presidential campaigns were able to do in a decade. All with a little bit of coordination and an internet post. Does it tell you how many investors are in Melvin? Because there's like 2 million of the Redditors. Is there more Redditors than the Melvin investors? I don't know. if does Mel, Do hedge fund uh, companies have investors? Or are they just like privately managed companies with a bunch of money at their disposal that are trying to place bets on what they think the market's going to do? Mm-hmm. That would be a question for it's a good question, Bonnie. And unfortunately, Aria and I don't know what we're talking about when it comes to these things. <laughs> like we're pretty I have amateur. No idea. Like I've only ever bought like a handful of stocks in my entire lifetime. Uh, so I absolutely have near to zero experience with this stuff. And when I do, it's usually through something like Acorns yeah. or through a four hundred one k, where you know I pick a like a bucket of different stocks. I have no idea what actual stocks are in those things. Right. But it's like, hey, these are a bunch of tech stocks, whatever. Yeah. When I got Robinhood, uh, just to just to play around, it was the first time I'd ever done anything with like buying a stock in 20 years, I think. So I like, you know, I bought like a share of Square and a share of something else, just to just to buy a couple things and watch and see what happens. 
Uh, anyway, amid the celebration, some Wall Street Bets users predicted an impending regulatory crackdown, especially given the astronomical donations Wall Street gave to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party in the run-up to last year's election. Well, I'm glad to hear that these people are able to, you know... To buy the law? No, I, I'm glad to hear that the people in uh, Wall Street Bets are able to see that Joe Biden uh, is not their friend. That's right? true. You know? Uh, the speed in which Congress will probably pass legislation to prevent something like this GameStop thing from happening again will show you the difference between immediate for, for Wall Street and immediate for people waiting on those $2,000 checks. <laughs> this is according to a NFL running back, Justin Jackson, also apparently an outspoken leftist. So, pretty fascinating stuff here, and uh, apparently this is continuing to develop as time goes on. What, what I still want to know, and if anybody does know it out there, and you can answer the question, 603-283-6160, did the NASDAQ completely freeze all trading today? Because I know that some of the trading companies froze specifically GameStop and AMC. Right. So, I saw a notice from... What, well, T- did they freeze AMC? TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade did. Okay. According to a post somebody made online, you know, showing an, uh, some sort of email or notice from TD Ameritrade that they were restricting. I don't know if that means they were freezing the tr- the trades, but they were putting some sort of restrictions on trades for uh, for AMC theaters and, and GameStop today. So, where are they going next uh, with this? I don't know. I haven't spent really any time looking at uh, at the Wall Street bets subreddit but i imagine that is the place you are going to want to start looking at this and if it's true that they can just go after any company that's got these short sale positions and they can just somehow identify which one of these stocks has these things they can go and just target these things every single day and i'm and, hoping that's what exactly what they do yeah and and if if this is successful and if they're continually able to do this without the government somehow intervening or without nasdaq somehow restricting the market to prevent this because who knows what they're going to come up with i mean they're, they're i don't gonna... know how this could possibly be illegal or what law they could possibly use to make it illegal well i mean they would pass a law presumably you know uh, making sure, but... it illegal to buy your own stocks you have to go through a stockbroker again like you used to back in the day i mean they're gonna they're gonna try whatever kind of hail mary desperate moves they can possibly that would do pass well i don't know uh yeah, and like if it did s- we might actually see pitchforks yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the point was, you know, all the Occupy DC stuff or Occupy Wall Street stuff didn't do jack. You know, it didn't well, do anything. I mean, they just hung out for a few months on right. Wall Street. Right. So bringing pitchforks isn't going to make, you know, a difference. Wall Street's got plenty of money. They've got plenty of uh, men with guns who will defend their, literally defend their positions. I, I mean, don't know. People made it into the Capitol building. That's true. And that was over something completely stupid. Oh, yeah. This is not completely stupid. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting if people actually. Hold their government accountable? Well, in this case, it's not the government. It's Wall Street. Well, it would be the government if Wall Street was like, hey, you have to make it so that this can't happen again. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they already have had armed guards out in front of these Wall Street buildings for years. I mean, I remember going to uh, that area because we had this yearly talk show conference called Talkers that we would go to, Mark and I. Uh, They they didn't have it in 2020, but prior to that, we went for like 15 years straight. And it's always in Manhattan, so it's usually not too far from Wall Street. And so we actually had lunch one year, and this was probably like early on 2006 2007 and there's men with guns down there you know there's there's those uh what do you call them those barricades that kind of rise up from the from the bottom of the street like they're they're held in the street and then they just sort of rise up like stone barricades to stop trucks from coming down the the alleyways so they've, they've got some serious security already and i imagine they're gonna well be they have to protect their cocaine yeah 603-283-6160 if you want to join us here and weigh in on this 
interesting situation developing with the stocks and uh, what's happening. Where is this going next? Are they targeting AMC? If you've got your ear to the ground on this, let us know. It's Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go there now. Click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information neatly organized for your needs. If you're a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website, all put together by the best minds in the business to teach you about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live, and if you want to join us here, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Bonnie. And Aria. And, of course, you can bring up anything that you want. I don't know if there's much more to say specifically about what's I have a quick update. Yeah, okay, so just to bring our listeners up to speed, big news today, and it's something unlike we've ever seen before. I mean, this is amazing what has happened. Internet stock people. I don't know what you <laughs> what do you call these people? Ordinary people uh, who buy and sell stocks using apps like Robinhood. I think the technical term that was used by the the big wigs was retail stock traders. Mm. So like the end user. Well, basically. they call themselves degenerates. Yes, so the, out of respect for them, we should call them de- I'm going to call them Degenerate. Yes, the self-described degenerates from uh, Reddit on uh, reddit.com slash r slash Wall Street Bets. Now, apparently the site was made uh, private for some amount of time and was made public again just recently, according to some of the folks in our chat room over at chat.lrn.fm. If you want to join the Matrix chat server, there's discussion of this. It's been going on there. Uh, so check that I out. I think they're mistaken. I think they've confused it with the story of Discord shutting down. The, their server. Okay, because that was the other aspect of this, was that Discord has targeted this Wall Street Bet server. Is that what you were going to tell us about? Yes. So they've shut down their server completely. Yes, it's wow. dead. Just like the LRN Discord server. Indeed. Well, And yeah. for the same reason, they said hate speech. Oh. But according to the people at Verge, you know, that's pretty true. They were not censoring anything, and there were a lot of racial slurs and stuff, and... Oh, I thought they were saying they hated the hedge funds, and so therefore <laughs> we need to protect the hedge funds. That would have been hilarious, but that doesn't seem to have been the case. Well, uh, well, I would like to suggest to them to check out The Matrix. Matrix is a, a polycentric. I think that's a better word than decentralized. It's certainly not like corporate controlled. It is out of the corporate control. We have our own Matrix server. It's uh, federated, which means it's connected to other Matrix servers all around the Internet. So you can reach people who are on those other servers and vice versa. And so I would recommend instead of you know just trying to dance around these corporate platforms because that's what most people do is they get kicked off of one corporate pa- platform and then they try to find another corporate platform to replace it so with social media they went from facebook to like me we or mayway or however you pronounce it in parlor well parlor got shut down uh, basically completely by they its, got wrecked its web host and uh and so on we talked about that when it happened but i also saw posts recently by this mayway who they've been cracking down now on all kinds of groups on mayway so if you thought you were going to go to another centralized platform and that you'd have some sort of safety there no your days were numbered from the start 
So the best thing you can do is do decentralization. Go with the Matrix chat server. You don't have to use ours, but you can if you want. You can go to Matrix or go to chat.lrn.fm and it'll give you the step-by-step instructions on how to get on the server. And there you can create your own channels uh, if you want to. I mean, there's already a bunch of channels there you can join. But if there's you know not the channel that has the topic you want to see discussed, make your own. Uh, if you want it to be public or private, you can do that too. And if it's private, then you have to invite people to it. But if it's public, then it's listed and anyone can join. So check that out at chat.lrn.fm. That's that's a solution for these guys from it Wall is. Street Bets. Because it may be you know only a matter of time before Reddit takes them down too. I mean, who knows? Is Reddit a publicly traded company? I have no idea. Yeah, Probably. I don't, I don't know either. Uh, so again, if you want to weigh in here, 603-283-6160. This is a big deal, and it'll be interesting to see how this develops. Because these guys have no reason to let up. No. They've they, just made a bunch of money. And the longer they don't let up, the more money they make. That's right. And one of the things that was interesting about this was how, and I didn't, I don't know where that post went to. There was a really interesting post that kind of summed this up. Okay, here it is. Just Loki on Twitter, at Loki Juliana says, For those who don't know why they're flipping out, a busted short has, to quote Investopedia, who phrases it nicely, an infinite potential for loss because the higher the price of the stock, in this case GameStop is what's being uh, played with here, the more money you lose if you're a shorter. Right. And you owe people shares, which are scarce, not money, which is plentiful. So, and this explains what you were saying earlier about why the price continues to skyrocket on GameStop because the people who are buying it also have the intention to not sell. They want to hold on to the stocks, which means when these hedge fund managers are trying to repurchase the stocks that they owe people, they can't do it. And it bids the price up of what few stocks are willing to be sold to the point where a lot of these guys on Reddit are paying off loans. They're paying off college loans. They're buying, you know, medicines for their their sick family members. They're all of a sudden these people have a tremendous amount of wealth at their disposal. And you know what they can do with all that wealth? Buy more stocks. <laughs> Buy Bitcoin. Well, and they should buy Bitcoin, Bonnie, and you're right about that. Uh, and and I hear that AMC and BlackBerry are their next targets. Wow. Did you did you check the uh, the BlackBerry stock stock price? I did it. Okay, I haven't either. Uh, but AMC shot up by like a hundred percent in just the last day, so they may have already begun this process. And some people in our chat room are saying this has been being planned for weeks. So well, sure, something like yeah. this doesn't happen overnight. But okay. they made the realization recently that hey, uh, we actually have more stocks than these people who shorted can acquire, mm-hmm. and that was when they put this plan into motion, and it worked brilliantly. Fascinating. 603-283-6160. So, you know, now they can do this again and again and again, presumably, unless they can somehow pull out all the stops and manage to restrict the marketplace, because these are centrally controlled markets. They that's, are? that's the one problem that they're dealing with here, is they are ultimately playing by the system's rules. Now, they figured out a way to play the system, and but that doesn't mean the system won't change its rules to try to make things more difficult, so... I expect that you're going to see some interesting continuing you know, conflict on this. Well, they've already sort of begun to change the rules with NASDAQ, suspend, NASDAQ suspending the trading of GameStop. Was it that they suspended GameStop? Did we ever well, they confirm at le- that? They at least suspended GameStop, mm-hmm. according to the article that we read. <laughs> so and th- that's changing the rules right there. Yeah. Like, hey, we don't like what's happening. We're putting a stop to it. But if they do that, then the hedge fund people literally cannot rebuy the stocks so it's not benefiting the hedge fund people either 
What happens in that case? I mean, if they can't rebuy the stock that they promised whoever it was that loaned the stock to them, what do they? What, is there an option where they can pay like ten times the the cost and just cash it out? Or I mean, eventually they go out of business. Then the person doesn't get the stock back. So then what I imagine happens? these contracts are enormously long. Yeah, I have a question. What yeah. would you say to somebody who said would say like that? It doesn't make sense that you would like this happening to the um, hedge funds because you're pro-capitalism. Oh, well, I'm not a capitalist. I'm a free market person. Like, I, I don't like the term capitalism, personally. I find that it, it's misunderstood. I don't know particularly what the definition of it is exactly. I'm sure there's a dictionary definition, which has probably changed over time. And depending on who you're talking to, in a lot of cases, a lot of people, when they say capitalism, they mean corporatism where these big corporations are tied in with the government and they get, you know, benefits for for doing that. Now, whether that's fascism or not is a a whole other question, but I don't really much care for any of these isms. I mean, I'm definitely against socialism. Uh, There's no doubt that, quote-unquote, capitalist uh, markets have been better than socialist markets. I saw a good joke about that, I think, on uh, the Tales of a Libertarian Telegram group. There was like a meme that showed a picture of the migrants. You know, there's usually like these migrant bands that will come up from Honduras or something like that to travel to the United States. Right. And the joke is, if socialism was so much better than capitalism, how come these, you know, migrant bands don't go to Venezuela? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I consider myself a capitalist, right? Okay. But, What's that mean? I, well, it means I'm an advocate of free markets, ultimately. See, that's the thing. See, I, yeah, that, but is that what that I really want, means? I want to jar people and make them ask questions. Okay. You know, the same reason I call myself an anarchist and a Satanist and yeah. a tranny or she and all of these other things. That's just sort of what I prefer to do. But generally, I advocate, advocate for free markets. But even within the confines of what most people consider capitalism to be, these hedge fund people are evil. Mm-hmm. They deserve to be bankrupt. They deserve to live in ab- abject poverty. Because they are evil, and they have destroyed people's lives, and they've profited off of that. And they use the government to get their way. I just wanted to point it, point it out that this isn't capitalism, it's corporatism. Yeah, that's a, that's a much better term for this. Uh, corporatism, 603-283-6160, because we don't have a free market. The stock market is highly regulated. Yeah, highly it's controlled. clearly not free, because NASDAQ just said, oh, we don't like this, Pause. and pulled the plug on yep. the GameStop yep. trading. Uh, 603-283-6160. You can join us here. Take control of the airwaves. Your thoughts are welcome. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. And our number here is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian, Bonnie, and Aria. And uh, you can, of course, bring up anything that you want. We've been discussing this uh, NASDAQ situation where they these old stock people, the old money guys on Wall Street, are under attack. And as uh, RT points out, they are beating these old dinosaurs at their own game. It's basically just a... A Reddit group called Wall Street Bets, and it's absolutely fascinating to watch this happen. Again, if you want to weigh in here, you can. Our number is 
283-6160. Uh, Business Insider reporting that the NASDAQ CEO says the exchange will halt trading in a stock if they link unusual activity to social media chatter. So, yeah, it does sound like they mm-hmm. are specifically targeting uh, specific stocks. This is according to, again, Business Insider Looks like uh, the common the Reddit community has sparked earth-shattering price rises in stocks like GameStop, AMC, and Nokia, with no fundamental moves behind the stock movements. And what they mean by that is that the companies haven't done anything, right? Like normally, right. when a stock price goes up, there's some sort of announcement that the company has done a certain thing. It's made a new deal, or you know, had new revenues, and then people buy it. Right. I like reading what the investment firms and the hedge fund managers have to say about this. They're like, this isn't investing. They're not diversifying. They're just buying one stock. Is it, is it proper investing? They're not doing it our way. This isn't the way this is done. Like, dude, they are making millions, billions yeah. of dollars off of you idiots. Yeah. Maybe you should shut up and listen to them for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hire one of them. Yeah, because right? they just bankrupted you. Overnight. And and what's interesting is if this basically makes it impossible for these hedge companies to do short sells, because again, they apparently they can just identify them. They can say, oh, yeah. well, this company has a lot of short sells on this stock, and this stock has a lot of short sells by this company, and then they can just target that one stock, make a bunch of money off of buying it up, and then put all of these companies out of business. I mean, this is could be the end of the hedge fund, right? Am I, am I being, is that an exaggeration to say that this could completely end this business model? I don't think so. I don't think it's out of yeah, question. Yes, so you agree. This this could be the end of, of hedge funds. Unless they come up with some miraculous regulation that actually does manage to prohibit the average person from buying individual stocks. If they can pull that off, then they may be able to save hedge funds. But I mean, clearly, yeah. it's, just, it's just gambling. They gambled. They lost. Someone called their bluff. And they, it's time for them to eat the losses. Oh, okay. Now, interestingly, the uh, business insider says that the stocks... GameStop, AMC, and Nokia are listed on the New York Stock Exchange, not the NASDAQ. So maybe they're, maybe NASDAQ, I guess. I have no idea. It sounds like NASDAQ was just reacting to what might happen to them at this point. Uh, Because if that's true, then, you know, NASDAQ can't freeze the trading on these stocks in that case. Though Friedman's CNBC appearance brings into question what a market exchange's role is in regulating extreme stock activity. Friedman said the NASDAQ's role as a self-regulatory organization is to make sure activity in the market is, quote, legitimate and not to root out manipulation or rather and to root out manipulation in the market. She didn't detail what kind of technology that NASDAQ uses to, quote, evaluate social media chatter, unquote. But she said if the NASDAQ can match unusual trading with social media activity, the exchange will halt the stock and potentially engage with the SEC, which is the Federal Securities and Exchange Commission, to evaluate and investigate. One illegal market manipulation activity that the SEC goes after is a pump and dump scheme. An investor buys a stock and then publicly pumps it by spreading a rumor or another catalyst for the stock to go up. Other people see the rumors and buy the stock, causing the price to rise. The person who originated the rumor then sells the stock uh, to those people at the higher price in the dump and takes the profits. But that's clearly not what this is. Well, yeah, it, this isn't a rumor. It, it, this isn't like, oh, this company is going to do a thing that's going to make you a bunch of money. This is a let's buy this stock up for the purposes of killing Wall Street and these <laughs> these stupid, uh, you know, vulturous hedge fund managers. 
Friedman said NASDAQ collaborates with FINRA, which is another federal agency, and the SEC. So they're definitely like beating their chest right now, and they're, they're saying, well, we're going to investigate you. You guys ought to be afraid. But really, what are they going to do to 2 million people? I mean, there's 3.6 million people in this Reddit. Yeah, and those are just the ones on the Reddit. You know, how many people have heard about this and or are, are listening to it now? Right, and like we like, did. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna join the Reddit, but I'm gonna go on Robinhood and buy some of this stuff. I just did it tonight. I tried to. They they have to KYC me, and oh, I don't you, feel like you're doing still it. signing up. Yeah, I'll deal with it later. Yeah, well, that's the problem with with these uh, stocks is you've got to jump through all these hoops. Yeah, KYC is know your, know customer, your customer. Thank so you. So they want to see my ID, my social security card, right. and all this crap. I'm like. It's a pretty fine. I will do it later. Yeah, it's a pretty smooth process. You know, it's auto, it's fully automated from what I recall when I signed up a few months ago for the the Robinhood thing. But uh, but what these things allow you to do is to make your own stock purchases without having to go through a, a broker, right? Like you don't right. have to call your guy and then he calls his guy and then you know do they have the thing available or whatever? People can just place their own orders. So how could they possibly even enforce pump and dump on this? I mean, they would have to go in even if it was illegal what these people were doing. They'd have to go in and subpoena Reddit to get IP address information for all of the users whoever posted, right? Because they can only identify the people who posted. Yeah about this so everyone who just saw the conversation and went and made the purchase and who aren't maybe some of them are using winscribe or some other vpn service mm-hmm. so getting the ip address could won't be help near, at all yeah it could be near to impossible they still may do it to send a message sure and that's what they certainly to three million something people though i don't think the can. government has the power they don't have the resources they don't have the time now we don't know how many people commented it probably wasn't three million of them it was probably a, you know a tenth or less or one percent of them or something like that uh, but then they'll just they'll just you know redouble their efforts. I don't think this would even if they did go after somebody for this. I don't think it would stop them because then they would just somebody would just post about how to use a VPN yeah. and they'd post that VPN post up and you know other people would jump on board with just protecting themselves. They didn't manipulate the market here. They they didn't do a pump and dump. All they did was exploit the stupidity of hedge fund managers, and I am one hundred percent okay with that. And if exploiting someone's stupidity. When they take huge gambling mm-hmm. risks that they can't afford, right. becomes illegal, then we, what we effectively have is just straight up socialism, which isn't surprising because we do have socialized losses and privatized profits, right? If these, well, is it socialism or fascism? Six of one, <laughs> half a dozen of the other. It really doesn't matter. Well, isn't fascism the government regulated private market, whereas socialism is the government totally controlled marketplace? Meaning that, sure. Yes, it's probably more fascism anything else but harry there you go you're going to get fascism under joe biden yay isn't i don't think that's what the leftists were expecting uh when they elected him well the, it remains to be seen what's going to come of this no it does yeah you're right but i'm fascinated to watch it yes hopefully they can manage to put all of these hedge funds out of business at, at which point this market strategy would no longer work but hey while it's working and while these people are over over leveraged exploit it yeah that, and- that's what they did in 2007 when they bought people's homes for pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. and kicked them out into the streets Coming up, the other big news is coming from uh, this... This group of people that uh, what I keep forgetting their name. The Proud Boys. The Proud Boys. Thank you for that. Yeah, uh, this is the group that Donald Trump said stand by and stand down. <laughs> remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. So and they've been you know in the news for going out and, and getting into fights with Antifa. So Antifa and the Proud Boys are sort of the opposite sides of the political uh, so-called civil war or whatever that's going on. Well, it turns out the top dog in the Proud Boys is actually a government informant. And Bonnie will tell us about that coming up here. You can share your thoughts with us as well. It's Free Talk Live. 
Having taken her father's throne, Sarah Calhoun has fallen out with one of her best allies, and her brother Nathaniel heads into Imperial Philadelphia with a reckless plan. Her uncle Thomas, armed with new powers and new allies, aims to remove Sarah from her throne and from the world of the living. To survive and to gain the strength she needs to fight an impossible war, Sarah must unite the Mound Builder Kings to enact an ancient rite that will propel her beyond mortality. Servant Daughter by T.J. Butler is the newest entry in the Dragon Award-winning Witchy War series from Bane Books at BaneBooks.com. This is Free Talk Live, the number if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. What's going to happen next in this uh, GameStop attack? I don't know if you want to call it like an attack on Wall Street. It's just absolutely fascinating what's going on. Uh, But we're going to move on to a different topic, and that is police informants working within the alt-right community. Which, by the way, they're in the alt-left, too. I mean, if you want to call uh, the Antifa the alt-left, you know they're, in, they're infiltrated uh, as well. Anywhere there's any sort of like political movement that could change the status quo in some way, the federal government, and there's the potential for violence, the federal government's going to have agents there. Well, they even do within the libertarians. Yeah. And there's not really any potential for violence from us. Oh, yeah. They're obsessed uh, with the libertarians. They uh, they've been they've been investigating us for uh, fifteen years at least. Well, and now they're considering us uh, extremists. That's right. That came out recently, right? Like anyone who's an anti-government person is now an extremist. That's been true for decades. Sure. They're just they're pumping the propaganda back out again. Uh, given what happened on the sixth of January, which wasn't an anti-government event. I mean, that was the people that were. You know, taking an unauthorized tour of the U.S. Capitol building, most of those people were pro-government people. They're just in favor of their government being in. They were just showing the government what a no-knock raid feels like. Yeah, except they were pretty respectful. I mean, as far as a no-knock raid, a lot of times the cops will trash your house. In this case, they or shoot you. Yeah, they they walked within uh, the people that were inside the Capitol. They were they were like walking within like the the specified areas where they're supposed to walk. You know, there was like cordoned off areas. Yeah, so I mean, it was uh, like the least offensive, uh, (laughs) unauthorized tour ever. But nonetheless, the government's acting like it was some sort of an insurrection, and the crackdown is going to. It sounds like it's coming when it comes to uh, targeting people who are so-called anti-government and that was in the news today i didn't pick it for for show prep tonight but uh we're going to get into one of these groups the so-called proud boys which we've we've talked about here on free talk live over the last year or two uh they are a group of men i think mostly men who i would assume so yeah who, they're called the proud boys i they may have like a female division or I something i don't think so because no? they're all about like men's rights yeah but don't they like don't they believe in like women should their place should be in the kitchen kind yeah, of thing like uh, i know gavin mckinnis is one of like the founders mm-hmm. of them and he's super weird like that like he believes like women should be in the kitchen and stuff like that yeah it's like a pro west they, they call themselves like pro western uh, that a, that a woman's role should be in the home and in the kitchen, and that you know they're they're they claim they're not racist because they've got well this Mexican guy or or Hispanic gentleman who is a, apparently the the leader of the Proud Boys Enrique Tario, 
is his name. Well, news has come out about him. What's uh, what's happened here, Bonnie? Um, this is from Reuters. It says ex- exclusive. Proud Boys leader was prolific informer for law enforcement. Enrique Tario, the leader of the Proud Boys extremist group, has a past as an informer for federal and local law enforcement, repeatedly working undercover for investigators after he was arrested in 2012, according to a former prosecutor in a transcript of a 2014 federal court a court proceeding obtained by Reuters. So going back for a more almost a decade, at least, this guy has been caught working with the police. Yeah, it sounds like he was arrested, I think you said in two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey, I'll I'll be your I'll be your bitch if right. you let me out. <laughs> he pulled a Chris Cantwell. Mm-hmm. Oh Except Chris wasn't doing it because he wanted to get out of jail. Chris was uh Chris Cantwell was talking to the police because he, he thought it would somehow the benefit them. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he saw that it would that cozying up to the police would somehow benefit his movement, uh, which was the ultra right Nazi movement or whatever. And now these guys would say they aren't the Nazis, right? The Proud Boys, they've made it clear that they aren't racists. They're just White supremacists. I don't know if that's true. I don't think that's true from from what we've read about it. Um, they're just like male supremacists. I don't know anything suprem- about their ideology. I think they're like Western supremacists. So they, they're like, they believe that the West is the best. They believe that... How is that not white supremacy, though? It's not. There's black people in the West. There's uh, Hispanics in the West. They just believe that the West is better than the East. Well, Gavin McInnes is definitely one of those people that acts like white males are like under attack and that white males are like oppressed right now. I haven't spent any time listening to Gavin McInnes, but I, I mean, I take it that that's the case. But didn't he resign from the Proud Boys? Didn't he? Oh. Did he? Yeah, I believe he's no longer involved with them. Hmm. Now, why that is, I don't know. But, uh, you know, why would somebody who was a Hispanic be involved in this or maybe it's because he was an undercover agent <laughs> you know, maybe that's the, that's the reason but uh I, at least publicly they are saying that they are not racist and that they are not in favor of that and their own website does uh does make that claim if i recall correctly because we've we've looked into them before here on free talk live and sort of looked through their list of things that they believe in gavin mcginnis did in fact quit the proud boys yeah they seem to just like to fight, and uh, they want to go and fight with some leftists. So they'll show up at leftist protests and fight with them, and the leftists will show up with them at their protest or show up to the Proud Boys protests and fight with them. So that seems to be more like it just seems to be like a boys' club or a fighting club or something like that. But again, that's just me looking at it from the outside. If you want to, you know, weigh in with a discussion here, six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. So what else did we learn about uh, with this Terrio guy? It says, in the Miami hearing from 2014, his court hearing, a federal prosecutor, a federal Bureau of Investigation agent, and Tario's own lawyer described his undercover work and said he had helped um, authorities prosecute more than a dozen people in various cases involving drugs, gambling, and human smuggling. Mm. Tario, in an interview with Reuters Tuesday, denied working undercover or cooperating in cases against others. I don't know any of this, he said. When asked about the transcript, I don't recall any of this. Law enforcement oh, convenient. officials. My yeah, eyes were shut the whole time. Because apparently he was in court and these are court records, right? Yeah, and his own lawyer was talking about it in front of him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, law, law enforcement officials and the court manuscript contradict Tario's denial. In a statement to Reuters, the formal, uh, former federal prosecutor in Tario's case, uh, Vanessa Sang Johannes, 
uh, confirmed that he cooperated with local and federal law enforcement to aid in the prosecution of those running um, other separate criminal enterprises, ranging from running marijuana grow houses in Miami to operating pharmaceutical fraud schemes. So this guy is just a scumbag from top to bottom. I mean, it's bad enough if you're an informant for the federal government, but to be an informant in areas in which there are no victims whatsoever. Right? Yeah, the human smuggling thing. Uh, oh, we'll get into that. It actually is no yeah, Human no smuggling victim. sounds bad, it's, right? But if I it's just too. helping people cross the border, right? Yep. and that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he was... That's you, why yeah. they called it human smuggling and not human trafficking. Yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah, yeah I at guess first I thought right. it was human trafficking. Right. I was like, oh, well, that's not that bad. But but yeah, so going after Just drugs. Just helping people become freer by fleeing to a country that they want to be in where they will enjoy more freedoms. Enrique says no. And the way that he did it was so gross. Well, it, it has it here. Well, before we go on with that, the, the whole pharmaceutical fraud. Again, that sounds bad, right? Fraud. But what that probably means is that he was trying to bust people who were making black market medications and marketing them as mm-hmm. as though they were the real thing, which isn't the same thing as like fraud. It just depends, right? So like if you if you go on the black market, if you go on a darknet marketplace and you look for uh, prescription medications, if you're looking for something like Xanax, right? Xanax is a brand name. I forget what the actual chemical name is, but there's a certain chemical that is sure. Xanax. If you look for that brand name, you will find people selling quote-unquote Xanax, but they'll tell you that it's not actually Xanax. You're getting their version of it. You're getting the darknet version of Xanax. You're getting the chemical itself that somebody is making in their own lab. It's not coming from Merck okay. or you know Pfizer or whoever it is that owns Xanax. So that's what they're talking about, I think, when they say pharmaceutical fraud. There are people online who are selling drugs that is not made by the drug companies, and the drug companies are mad about that. So they want to crush those people. Poor babies. The big corporations want to put those people, the darknet sellers, out of business. (laughs) So does the government. 603-283-6160. And this Tario guy from the Proud Boys is helping uh, the government go after marijuana growers and other peaceful criminals. 603-283-6160. If you're involved in these Proud Boys organizations, you may want to be very concerned. And same thing's true for Antifa. Be very concerned with who else is in your group. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here, 603-283-6160. We're talking about the Proud Boys, their leader. Turns out he's an informant for the federal government. I'm not in the least surprised. Uh, And I suspect he's not the only one. If they have captured the leader of the organization, then who else is in their control? Who else is on their payroll. I got to go with Chris Wade on this one. I'm almost positive that someone in the Free Keen area, mm-hmm. a libertarian here in Keene, someone is an informant. I mean, there's nothing to inform the FBI of, about, right. but yeah. someone is certainly an informant. You know, whether they're that someone is currently here or was, was here before, I think that at some points we have definitely had these people around. Uh, and they're, Jackie. Sorry, I, I coughed there. That was a weird sounding cough. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to really figure out who these people are because some people in the libertarian community are just angry. You know, they're just 
They're angry people who moved to this place. Chris Cantwell is a good example of this. Was Chris Cantwell an informant when he moved here? No. Okay, well, almost everyone thought that he was some sort of federal uh, agent. Well, they said that about all of us. That's right. <laughs> yeah. People have said it about me already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like a it's like a badge of honor. It's like you're officially a resident of Keene now because someone has suggested that, that you you're might a federal be federal agent. Yeah. yeah. It's, Ian gets it, I get it, you you get it. I mean, it's just it's yeah. insane. I think that it has happened. I I think it would be foolish to say that we haven't had informants come in here, but again, as you pointed out, no one here is is planning violence. Um yeah. if they are, we put them on the outs. We don't want to have anything to do with them. Uh, the, there was one time there was this guy that came over to the Keene Activist Center years ago, and I forget what his name is, but anyway, he was sort of guested over there by Silver Dave, and they were they knew each other in in high school, and this guy started talking about violence, uh, you know, and he's at this Keene Activist Center, which Sounds is like what an informant would do, yeah, which is a peaceful place, yeah. right, and we are a peaceful movement, and so it was brought to my attention as the ultimately the administrator of the Activist Center. Uh, that uh, that this person was there. So I went over there and I asked him some pointed questions about, you know, are you actually advocating violence? What do you believe? I forget the exact questions I asked him, but I wanted to kind of suss out what he had been saying to people. And he started talking about militias and, you know, forming militias, which is, by the way, from what I understand, illegal in New Hampshire. You have to call it something else. <laughs> of course. It's a gun but, club. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> And so he started talking about using violence and uh, defense against the the government. And I'm like, you know, this just isn't the place for that kind of discussion. So I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And so I kicked him out as a result of that. Now, to be fair, our own co-host, nobody has recently been, uh, you know, alluding to violence. He's and, been pretty extreme lately. Yeah. And suggesting that sort of thing. I don't think that they've turned him. You know, like, I don't think that nobody is actually a federal informant. I mean, they they did give him the chance to wear a wire into the Keene Activism Center, and he instead went to jail for a year instead of actually doing the wearing of the wire. So, I mean, he's got a lot of street cred as a result of that. I highly doubt they've turned him. Right. I think he really is just that angry. I think that there are well, some anger people— doesn't- help the situation. No. Any. Anger just restricts people's ability to think things through rationally. Mm-hmm. Well, and I understand why somebody is frust- frustrated. I, I don't. Sure. I don't think that he's an irrational person. I think that he's a rationally angry guy who is, you know, wants to extract some revenge on uh, these people, even if he won't do it personally. You know, like Tom from New Hampshire who calls in constantly and talks about violence against the police. He won't do it personally, but he's he seems to want to sort of plant these seeds out there in the hopes that someone else will take him up on it. And it's a terrible plan. I think so the best don't. way to exact revenge against these people is like what we were talking about earlier with the GameStop thing. To make them poor. Yeah. Right. Take away all their money. Bitcoin yeah. is the best way of doing that. But this this stock shorting thing is... It's brilliant. It's proving to be another good way. Yeah. So, you know, again, telling you the difference between somebody who is just an angry mover, somebody who's mad about the police state, mad about, uh, you know, the financial situation. There's there's a lot of things that people could be mad about when it comes to the government in the United States. So I don't blame them for that. Another good example is Lumpy, uh, the guy who's currently working on your house. Uh, when he first moved here, he was super angry. Like, he was this angry guy who, like, I remember at one protest, he spat on a police cruiser, and, like, he was really a, a really angry guy. And uh, and he's, I think he's chilled out a lot. 
He has definitely chilled out a lot. Yeah. I went through that really, really bad when I first started hating cops, and uh, I cussed out a cop for like a whole hour at the top of my lungs. Really? I got um, disturbing the peace or something like that. They charged you for cussing out a cop? Yeah, and I also got ordered to go to anger management. Class. Did you take a guilty plea on that? I paid a fine. Oh, so you could have won that one. I didn't know. Yeah. We, we all just pay the fine by default. I mean, we, we have to learn yeah. not to pay That's the right. fine. Yeah, that's true. It is a it's something you have to practice at because yeah. the system is designed to encourage that sort of thing. It encourages people to obey. It encourages them to pay the fine. I didn't know any like I didn't know what a libertarian was or anything back then. I just knew I hated cops. Was this I don't hate cops. Hmm. I pity them. Yep. That's a more important and a more empowering position to come from to pity a person rather than hate them because then you can at least have some empathy, I think, for that person like Man, it would really suck to be in that guy's position, or it would have sucked to have made the decisions that, and they continue to make that that puts them in these positions of being little tyrants. I told over that people. cop if I was his parents, I would kill myself. That like I had a cop son. Oof. Now where was this? Um, on the going into the base on Dugway Proving Grounds, Utah, where you spent some time growing up, and the cops would just they would mess with you regularly, and these were military police. They're not MPs. They were really actual cop cops. Like I don't know what the difference is, but I know they're not MPs. So it's did they work for land. the? They work for the military though, or they work for the federal government? Presumably, yeah. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. We can tell you more about this Enrique Tario. What else do we need to know about him? Um, the transcript from twenty fourteen shines a new light on Tario's past connections to law enforcement. During the hearing, the prosecutor and Tario's uh, defense attorney asked a judge to reduce the prison sentence of Tario and two co-defendants. They had pleaded guilty in a fraud case related to the relabeling and sale of stolen diabetes test kits. The So they were committing pharmaceutical fraud in the first place. Mm. So he wow. still got all of those connections with people in that world, and now he's dropping he the dive on, on them yeah. to wow. save himself. The prosecutor said Tario's, the lowest of the low. Yeah. Tario's information had led to the prosecution of 13 people on federal charges in two separate cases and had helped local authorities investigate a gambling ring. Tario's then lawyer, Jeffrey Filer, said in court uh, that his client had worked undercover in numerous investigations, one involving the sale of anabolic steroids, another regarding wholesale prescription narcotics, and a third targeting human smuggling. He said Tario helped police undercover three marijuana grow houses, and he was a prolific cooperator. In the smuggling case, Tario, at his own risk, in an <laughs> undercover role, met and negotiated to pay $11,000 to members of that ring to bring in fictitious family members of his from another country. Right, so we're talking about helping people. Yeah, but, hey, bring in my family. Here's right. eleven grand. Yeah, he's hiring guys in the black market to coyote his family into the country, family that didn't exist, and he was doing this on behest of the federal government. Now, I have to wonder— So he wasn't just being a snitch. He was he was actually going out and creating crimes that he could turn the FBI over to the FBI. Yeah, and, and it makes me wonder, was he actually on their payroll? It sounds like he would almost have to be. Well, because when you get busted for a thing and the feds come to you and say, hey, we need you to flip on your buddies or you know set these other guys up or whatever— 
I mean, do they normally like continue to have you do that for years and years after that in various different other situations? I mean, do, does becoming an informant for the federal government mean you have to always be an informant for them forever until the end of time? Well, he's not just an informant, though. I mean, he, it's not like he was just monitoring what the Proud Boys mm-hmm. was up to and baiting them into saying violent things and turning that info over to yeah. the FBI. He, he was, was out there actually them. looking for crimes. Yeah, said at his own risk. Yeah. So why? Why is he taking that risk? He's got to be on their payroll. I don't see any other explanation. Yeah, and, and how you know recent are these cases? I mean, I know they said that he got busted or was in these court cases as far back as 2012. Do they have evidence that he was doing this in recent years? Or is this mm-hmm. just some, some old court stuff that kind of somebody managed to dig up on him and now they're, they're you know, showing him for who he truly is, which is a dirty snitch? Your thoughts are welcome. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I mean, if somebody's infiltrated your group and they start suggesting you do things that are clearly illegal and, and possibly relating to violence or whatever, and you don't have any kind of history with this person, be very, very careful. Probably you shouldn't do it. I you know? would entirely agree with that statement. 603-283-6160. If you want to join us here, we got hour number three on the way. There may be more about Tario uh, coming up. We'll share that with you if so. And, of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Look, I'm sorry, but you're in for a world of pain if you use Coinomi. The reason is their wallet doesn't support payments. The solution is simple. Let them hear your voice. Message Coinomi on Twitter. It takes five seconds and tell them any pay sent you because they're on the fence right now. And your voice will prove that people care about using Bitcoin for payments. Go tweet at Coinomi now or even better, leave a review in the app store. They really pay attention there. Thanks. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you're invited if you want to join us on the radio. The number is 603-283-6160. That is 603-283-6160. And we're kicking off the third hour of the program. We've been talking about the crazy stock market situation that has developed over the last few weeks, apparently, but really making the news over the last day or two about uh, what this group in uh, Reddit has been up to. The Wall Street Bets group has been playing a little game that is uh, resulting in their members becoming very wealthy at the expense of these hedge fund managers who are losing their shirts. And uh, that was an absolutely fascinating story. If you want to comment on that, you're still welcome to join us. Also, uh, then uh, Bonnie was sharing with us the news about this. Enrique Tario, the leader of the Proud Boys, who is denying to the hilt that it was him who was actually the Enrique Tario that apparently federal court documents show that back in 2012 was working with the police at his own risk, apparently. And uh, bus- So Enrique Tario, who has a criminal history for pharmaceutical fraud, yes. is trying to convince people that he was not the Enrique Tario on trial, where his lawyer was attesting that he had helped bust people 
for a pharmaceutical fraud. Yeah, he's claiming he doesn't That's recall. One hell of a coincidence. Claiming he doesn't recall these things happening in his life, but uh, Bonnie, you're saying that Reuters has has the papers. They have the documents that uh, that prove it. And now, you know, that the news is that the the leader of one of the most I don't know infamous organizations out there, right wing, alt right uh, organizations, the Proud Boys, has been outed as a federal snitch. And so, of course, the big question is how many other people within this organization are snitches? How many people within any organization in which you happen to be a member, whether it be the Libertarian Party, uh, whether it be the Free State Project, whether it be, you know, whatever. Young Americans for Liberty. Yep. Which you worked for them over the fall. Um, you know, anybody who's suggesting, number one, violence, look out for that person. Yeah. Whether they're whether they're a federal agent or whether they're just an angry person, they are a danger to you. So beware of that. Um, anyone who's suggesting that you get involved in large drug deals, probably also, you know, <laughs> you might want to be careful with that that one as well. Although, you know, for all this, the people that have marijuana around here, I don't think they're trying to bust little things, right? Like, it doesn't seem like they're not trying to set somebody up for the sale of a quarter bag of, of marijuana. I hope that they have yeah. better things to do with their time <laughs> than that. But yeah. it is the police and the FBI that we're talking about, and they're probably pretty bored. They did pop our guy nobody when back when he was rich Paul for selling I think three or four quarter pounds of uh, of marijuana. But the reason they busted him was because they wanted to flip him right. into an informant to try to infiltrate the Keen Activist Center to find out whatever dastardly things they thought we were doing at the time, <laughs> which of course was getting high and singing karaoke. So I, I you know I don't think they were really finding what they were looking. Even if they even if they did get informants in here, and I suspect at some point they have, they didn't really find anything. Let's go to your calls and thoughts, though. There's maybe a little. Is there more about Terrio that we need to know, uh, Bonnie, from that story? Um, I don't think so. Okay, so uh, Kirby in Indiana, we're on. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live, and uh, welcome to it. Go ahead, uh, Kirby. Hey, what's up, folks? What's on your mind? Wanted to comment on the increased uh, terror alert. Tell me about it. What's uh, the increased terror alert? What is this? Well, you know, they're saying that uh, we have to worry about the Proud Boys and the types that stormed the uh, Capitol because they're on the loose and they're gonna they're a domestic terror threat. I think I saw something uh, along those lines in, in the news. Anyway, I didn't click it because I'm just like, yeah, that sounds like the government. But the only people, the the people who stormed the Capitol actually targeted were the government. Yeah, I know, but it's just funny to me because if they were really wanting to do something about domestic terror, uh, they could have done this in 1866, and we probably wouldn't be in this situation today. When you say 1866, what are you referring to? Reconstruction and how the um, Democrat part, the Democratic Party's uh, military wing destroyed Reconstruction. That would be the Ku Klux Klan, by the way. Uh, they destroyed Reconstruction uh, and and stunted America's growth. Uh, at the end of Reconstruction in what 1877. Um, most of the Congress and Senate from the old Confederacy were former slaves. Okay. You know, so, uh, and we're, where we're at now in America is still not free, white, black, red, brown, and yellow. 
because America stunted its growth and it's still trying to figure out how to grow out of that. And that's where all these issues we're having today are rooted. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if all of the issues are rooted back in uh, in 1866, but I, I would say that the issues come from this, you know, the people who are seeking power and the fact that they want to rule over others and, you know, they don't ever want to let that go. Well, after Reconstruction, the way that the government uh, tried to control Reconstruction did keep people from getting wealthy themselves and now the government has way more power over us so maybe like that's what he's saying putting money in the hands of robber barons or whatever at the time that kind of thing yeah and like jim yeah that's Ch- where jim carnegie Carlos. came from mm-hmm. you know all your railroad robber barons you're still robber barons they got paid on the civil war again war is a racket yeah. general butler his that little book applies to all of america Look at what Eisenhower told us about the military-industrial complex. All of this is haunting us, and all of it is about America wanting power. Uh, It first wanted power by killing off all the Indians and enslaving black people and putting white people in a state of serfdom where they didn't know they were slaves because at least they could say, at least I ain't black. Now they can't. Now, when you say it don't matter, when you say America has done this, uh, what what driving force do you think is behind this? Of course, is our it European? Our government is it European? Yeah, who uh, I was going to say European colonialism. Run our government. I, I'm just curious, like you you talk about America and this this shadowy force behind it. What what is no. that force? I mean, what? there's nothing shadow. It's it's those who came here and conquered. Uh, I mean, if you want to say it's the European powers, okay. But when they first got here, they used uh, Welsh and Cornish and and Irishmen as, right. as chattel. But those so people are dead now. It, so so what is the like? Their legacy doesn't continue. That's what I'm asking. Is what is what is carrying on their legacy? What is the driving force behind that that is keeping this horrific ideology going? the government of the United States of America and the corporations that control it. I don't, well, I, mean, know how, I don't know how else to rephrase my question. The, the families continue, right? Like, just because the people who did whatever horrors are, are dead doesn't mean that their sons or daughters or granddaughters or grandsons or whatever aren't carrying on the legacy of power, right? Like, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, that's handed down we generations. Still have Nazis in this, we still have Nazis in this country. We have students that, believe it or not, saw saw a documentary the other night. They have a neo-Nazi issue in Israel, of all places. Hmm. You know, so once you start a stupid idea, somebody's going to pick it up forever. Nothing ever dies, because like they say, nothing ever dies on the Internet. Nothing ever dies in the ether, either. Kirby, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate uh, hearing from you. And hopefully we can change things on into the future. And hopefully these old ideas will die. I mean, even though chattel slavery is gone, uh, for the most part, in most all of the world at this point. Well, they did a good job. The American government did a good job of convincing people that they had eliminated slavery, but mm-hmm. they, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they just changed forms. So you want to comment, you're welcome to 603-283-6160. We've got plenty of other things to discuss here tonight. And uh, if you want to weigh in on uh, this Enrique Tarrio 
undercover informant. He says he doesn't remember it, but the court documents presumably aren't lying about him. 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want here as well and take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and the number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160, in the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian, Bonnie, and Aria. And of course, you can bring up whatever is on your mind. We will uh, go back to the news coming up here. Uh, the insurrectionist next door. More paranoia stoking... Oh, God. So-called news articles out there. We'll uh, share that with you. But let's go first to your calls and your thoughts. He is Bad Slave on the line in New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you very much, Ian. Yes, um, uh, welcome, Bonnie. Uh, nice to Thank see you, you on, uh, on the panel here. Uh, and Aria, uh, I... Uh, I'm happy uh, that I got through. And okay. what uh, did you want to share say, tonight? Uh, it, occurs to, it, it occurs to me that uh, Enrico uh, Terrio... Mm-hmm, the leader uh, of the Proud Boys. It, yeah, yeah. You know, he may... I mean, I don't trust the police. I don't... I, you know, especially the FBI. And And I, you know, I can imagine them playing a game. You know, if if you're supposedly a confidential informant, aren't you supposed to be a good guy? And in the light of uh, you know law enforcement, what do you mean by that? You know? A good guy? Of course. That I mean, he's doing by the, by law out. enforcement. He's doing their bidding. So by their perspective, he's a good guy. From our perspective, he's a terrible human being because he's leading other peaceful people into jail cells on behest of the law enforcement. But I'm sure law enforcement would say Enrique Tario is a good guy because he did what we said, what we told him to. But I think that the, I don't know, know what you just that, did, but it he... sounds like you started talking through a pillow. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, let me get a little closer. You're fine now. Uh, Go ahead. Great. Uh, the um, it occurs to me that a guy, you know, standing up to become the leader, uh, it's not a person that that was engaged in uh, this confidential informant activity. Uh, the, the court documents seem to suggest otherwise. Another. There could be another. Uh, Enrico uh, Terrio. But, Bonnie, didn't uh, they the talk world. to his attorney? Yeah, they even talked to his attorney recently. Yeah, this isn't... You know, Reuters well, doesn't generally just go to press with some wild-haired, you know, theory. I mean, they do some research on this, you know. Are you saying you find it hard to believe I, yeah, that this guy's I, an I, informant I, because he's the leader of some organization? I think the media in general is getting sloppier and sloppier. Okay, including Reuters and AP and and mm-hmm. any of the uh, you know other uh, aggregators, uh, you know it it it's it, it you know what what we're getting as message 
in our news and what have you, I think uh, is just at the bottom of the barrel now. Nowadays, Best and, life. And so I, you don't believe I, this report at all. Basically, you're just completely dismissing well, everything I, that's I been said. Well, I don't know. I, 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 I. Well, you don't I know, I mean, because you've done no research and you've not looked into anything at all. I'm curious, Baslave, what is your position on the Proud Boys as an organization? I, I think that they're mostly harmless. Isn't it? Aren't they out there like fighting people in the streets? I mean, by def, by definition, that's they, not they, harmless. Uh, you know, they they uh, they look for people that uh, uh, the others that uh, you know create. First blood, I guess. What do you think about their philosophies? What's that? What do you think about their philosophies? I, it's, (laughs) it's not. I don't think it's completely unreasonable. Well, that's why you don't believe the story, right? When you say it's completely unreasonable, what are you saying? You don't believe is completely unreasonable. Well, he said it's not well, completely I, I, unreasonable. I know, but we're not saying you said their philosophies, but you didn't identify which philosophies. So I'm asking him which philosophies are not completely unreasonable. Well, I, you know, I, I I think that there exists in the world women who are happy to be housewives. Sure, and, but they don't and, need to be told to do that and, if that's what they want to do. No, I you know, but 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 the philosophy of the you know a a positive nature of 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 the Western world, I agree with. I I think that uh, you know America rising up in uh, in in the colonies and uh, uh, you know and fighting off the Brits uh, was a good thing. Uh, establishing individual liberty as a, a basis, uh, you know, a principle to adhere to. Those are all good things, and I. Yes, but I, the I Proud Boys... That's part of what uh, what the Proud Boys uh, engage in. They're well beyond that, and there's no link whatsoever between, you know, kicking out the British and well their, their men's rights activism you know, today. Define that well beyond. What? He said define well beyond. Well, I mean, they're not just sitting there saying, hey, we're proud that the American colonies revolted. They're like, oh, no, w- women should also stay in the kitchen and have our babies. Th- those two things are not related. I don't know how you could. I, I I I doubt that they that there would be any involuntary uh, arrangement with women that 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 would. You now, how know, do you know? I mean, have you actually gone that. to Proud Boys meetings? Well, I, I because I I've, I've actually listened to McGinnis. Th- this uh, is why no longer. You know, this is why you don't, don't believe that Terrio was an informant. Because you at least loosely support their ideas. So you're a believe. You're like a proud. Would you describe yourself as a proud boy? No. Okay. Where Where do you differ? A from, proud boy sympathizer. Where 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 do you differ well, from I, them? You know, I I I I, I do not. You know, ever want to see uh, a a man? Uh, you know. Attempt to dominate women that don't want to be dominated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. This is, and and I think the potential for that in in their philosophy is is probably stronger than I would like. Okay, uh, and but you uh, don't buy. You know what I mean. I you don't buy that the the leader of a activist organization could possibly be a federal informant. 
well, I, I, I'm not going to say that it's impossible. Okay. I'm just going to say that it's less probable than Why? maybe not. Why I is it know. less probable? I, Why know, isn't it I, completely plausible? And thank you for the call tonight, Slave. He just doesn't uh, want to believe it. Yeah. Why isn't it completely plausible that this Enrique Tario has been working for the federal government since 2012 and has continued to be an undercover informant for the federal government to the point where he was able to get his work his way into the highest levels of the Proud Boys organization by whatever means. I mean, unless he was one of the founders or whatever, somehow he got to the top of the Proud Boys and that he's been feeding them information the entire time. Why is that so hard to believe? I would believe that they all worked for the government. Well, I mean, I, I would tend to agree with that. I, it's hard to believe that all of them do because obviously the whole point of organizations like this is to bring non-federal agents in and try to convince them to do things that they otherwise wouldn't have done you know like bomb a thing or you know kill a thing or whatever uh 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 or you know sell some drugs or whatever other things they can arrest these guys for let's do crime together there's more coming up what if the united states and the soviet union had fought on land sea air and the astral plane struggled for dominion across parallel dimensions or on the surface of the moon what wonders would have been unveiled what terrors would have haunted mankind from those dark and dismal dimensions come closer peer through a glass darkly and discover the horrifying alternative visions of world war three from some of today's greatest minds in science fiction fantasy and horror weird world war three available now from bane books at banebooks.com Live. We got time for you. If you want to join the show, you can do that. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. All right. You can, uh, of course, join us here and bring up anything that you want to discuss. We will go back to your phone calls and thoughts. We go first to Adrian in South Carolina. Adrian, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, and I, I think y'all, I think you guys were a little hard on the last caller. Um, and, and here's why. We're talking about the Proud Boys leader, okay, Enrique Tario. Yeah. And we're looking at his past, where in 2013 he was arrested and he was undercover, blah, 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 blah. Right. He snitched and uh, set up a bunch of peaceful people so they could go to federal prison. I mean, that's not right. a blah, so blah, that blah. That's a, a serious that's, uh, that's violation. Not that's not something we can promote, not as libertarians and voluntarists. We cannot promote that. We cannot promote working with the police for any of any reason. I agree and entirely. I'm a firm believer in that. When so, I had property damaged and stolen last year, I never once involved the police because I don't want to work with police. I'm not going to say that. that I'm not going to say that there isn't a time where uh, where somebody shouldn't work with the police. I think that if they're conducting a murder investigation or they're conducting a rape investigation or something where there's an actual real violent criminal out there on the loose i I don't have any problem with somebody saying hey uh you know you're looking for this guy in this car and uh, he passed by my house today or whatever right i would agree with that assessment but the odds of me encountering or having any sort of information about a rapist or a murderer are so astronomically low that i don't consider it a realistic possibility no doubt but i'm just saying there are some circumstances why are we holding enrique tario's past against him when we look at barry cooper 
Okay, who? Whose biggest claim to fame is how to make money selling drugs. And he used to be a he used to be a police officer who trained canines. Well, Barry Cooper was doing bad things. You're referring to Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com. Yep. And Barry yep. Cooper was a cop. And then he decided yep. to join the side of good and has been trying to make things as right as he can by doing good works after he left the police. So he's not an undercover officer anymore. He's not doing bad things anymore. He has actually changed his life. Now, has Tario changed his ways? It's been less than a decade. And, and the Proud Boys isn't an anti-police organization. The Proud Boys is statist. They just want the state to do what they want. That's a good point. Well, like- we're not sure exactly what Enrique Tario is doing except uh, leading an organization like the Proud Boys, which I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the Proud Boys, to be honest with you. I'm a voluntarist minister. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't look at uh, somebody like Enrique Tario and go, oh, yeah, man, I want to stand by his side. But there might be a time where he might be doing something that I agree with, and I would join him. Okay, well, maybe so, but just know that he's a snitch. I mean, you know, if you want to work with this guy, know that his history is of having been a snitch. Know that when this guy, yeah, know that when the pressure was on, this guy cracked and he turned on his own people. That's what you need to know. And when the pressure wasn't on and he just wanted to, he did it at his own risk. Well, yeah, and that's what we don't know. Like, why did this guy keep doing things? Why did he go do things at his own risk? Who was he trying to impress uh, within the federal government? There's some. There's something to this story that we don't know. You know, that's just we're we're seeing it's the tip of the iceberg. That he did what that cop you mentioned did. Only this guy went. Um, Terrio went the other direction. He's like, oh, I got busted. And you know what? You're right. All of that stuff I was doing was wrong. I need to go out there and find all of these people who are doing that wrong mm-hmm. thing and turn them in. Yeah, and then form an organization to attract a bunch of right wing. People that are, you know, likely to use violence and and gin up more violence. I tend to view the but two things as largely unrelated, though. Go ahead, Adrian. We, we can't know his mind. That's the problem. Is that you know we, we can't trust him because he was a former informant, or we can't trust Barry Cooper because he was a former cop. Well, there's no reason the not point? to trust Barry Cooper because he's turned to the side of good and has had no other, you know, he's been anti-war on drugs for the last 15 years, at least of his life, has produced multiple videos uh, proving that. He put his own uh, family and his freedom on the line to to create Cop Busters, which was an undercover uh, police sting operation, which busted police uh, undercover, uh, sorry, busted corrupt cops down in Texas. They hated him right. so much for what what he did. They came after his kids, tried to take his kids from him. He had to flee the United States to move to Mexico, where he currently is still to this day. I mean, yeah. I would trust Barry Cooper. But what about in in Barry Cooper's third year? His How third would we year? feel about him in his third year? Has Terry done anything doing this that we would support years? ideologically, though? What I'm saying is, what if... Because he's not in his first day of trying to right his wrongs, much less the third year. Yes. Yeah, he's not Uh, saying he's sorry. He's denying he was involved. He He is not out there trying to right the wrongs of the people that he turned in for human smuggling. Right. Or pharmaceutical fraud. Presumably, he's still working in the same 
you know, area still doing favors for the federal government because he seems to like it. Or at least he did for some number of years of his life, which wasn't that long ago. At the very least, he's not out there making, hey, this is how to commit pharmaceutical fraud and actually get away with it videos. Right. Well, as a voluntarist, I can't look at him and say he did, you know, pharmaceutical fraud and, uh, you know, that's such a bad thing to say about him. I mean, I don't view it as a bad thing at all. We're not saying that he did anything bad with the pharmaceutical fraud. You know, he 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 wasn't alleged to have actually harmed people. Pharmaceutical fraud is, in in from what I understand, the selling of pharmaceuticals and profiting from them without you know going through the official channels. Basically, it was purchased um, insulin or something like that for diabetes, and then they were rebranding it and selling it. Yeah, so I mean, it's somewhat fraudulent if they are saying that it is this brand. Um, I get that, but again, that all has to do with intellectual property uh, more than anything else. And and that's that's agorist, which I I, I agree with as well. Yeah, but then he turned against those people and put them in prison. And that was a very bad thing for him to do. And And why doesn't he apologize for it? Catch up to him right now. Why doesn't he say he's well, sorry? Instead, he's saying, oh, I don't remember. I don't recall. And you're saying, why don't we trust this guy? What I'm saying is that I do a Google search for Proud Boys leader, and my first three top stories on Google search are from Reuters, NBC, and Associated Press talking about how he was an undercover informant. That's because yes, it's, it's breaking news. Is right. That's because, how Google because searches work. That right. helps their cause. And it helps whose he cause? Down, it helps whose cause? The, the, it helps the cause of the government. How? To take How? down the leader of the Proud Boys. Proud Boys is not anti-government. They just want, like, Trump to be their leader. Yep. I, I understand that. And the Proud Boys have some respect from some anarchists that I've seen. Are you saying you think the government threw their informant under the bus here? I think that's a possibility because you can't ever say it's not without proof. Well, obviously we don't have proof. He's still an informant, though. Yeah. Well, and I don't know why we should give an informant the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, to hell with him. Uh, obviously, you know, we don't know for sure what's going on here. But if he is or was an informant, and if he still is an informant, then it's the government's interest to keep him in his position. To keep him right where he is, doing whatever it is that he's doing, setting people up, suggesting uh, things to people, or whatever role they've got him in there. So, so what, what it sounds like is what happened here is that somebody on the outside, somebody in the news media, uncovered this information and went public with it. Somebody else who, who was likely not with the government uh, went public with this because they just, they just outed their undercover agent. They just un- outed their informant in the Proud Boys. So the question then is why did they do that? Well, that, that's a great because question. Because he was a part of the Capitol Hill riots? Which I, I'm no, putting he, parentheses, by the way. He wasn't in D.C. at the time. He was arrested like two days before the riots because... That's he, right. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Why what was, was he arrested? Yeah, what was he arrested for? Do you recall? 603-283-6160. Adrian, thank you for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you. Uh, 603-283-6160. It doesn't make sense that the government would sacrifice their own guy that they got to get up to... To gain know, nothing from it. ...to the highest levels of this organization. We're coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Yes, it is Free Talk Live, and you're invited here if you want to join us. The number is 
283-6160. Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. If you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events, even those are from those who value liberty, freedomsphoenix.com has them. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. It's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. And also I want to say thanks to RV Chris, who is a Free Talk Live gold amplifier, meaning that RV Chris contributes 10 bucks a month to the AMP program, which helps us out because it makes it so we can more effectively advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live, get Free Talk Live on more radio stations, as we've done recently. We're up to 190 uh, stations now, so thank awesome. you to RV Chris and all of our other amplifiers to make uh, who make that possible. Again, uh, amp.freetalklive.com is where you can go. You can sign up with credit card, debit card, uh, PayPal, and Bitcoin BTC. And you get some cool perks, you get some benefits, and you help us out. You can't do BCH. No, I'm afraid not. Uh, it would take some extra programming to uh, to make that gotcha. possible, and we just don't have people like banging on our door saying, "Let me give you our my cryptocurrency." So it, <laughs> it costs a lot of money to get the BTC thing set up. It probably wouldn't cost as much to get BCH implemented, but sure, I'd have to hire a programmer to like look at the system. And Drupal is just so terrible anyway. It's like. I'd rather just abandon it. If completely. someone wants to, they can contact one of us. Yeah. I'm sure we could make that. Happen. Yeah, if you just want to contact me directly, then we can make that happen for you. That's no problem. All right, so let's go to David. He's in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. David. Well, thank you very much for. Uh, you know, I speak on behalf of others out there. Okay. I know I'm not alone. We do appreciate your show, Ian, and of course, our mugs that are. Up let me just huh? talk about street crime. Okay. Join a gang. If you diss them, it's no different than so-called Proud Boys. Uh, what do you know about the Boogaloo Boys? I know things about the Boogaloo Boys. I don't Boys. know anything about them. I actually know some Boogaloo Boys. Uh, my roommate is a Boogaloo Boy, and the guys across the street are Boogaloo Boys. I hung out with them at Fork Fest, and I've never felt safer in my life. Yeah, that's right. There was a whole Boogaloo party yeah, at, at Fork Fest. It was fantastic. We, we were hanging out at it. was the most well-armed party I think I've ever been to, and I've been to a few of those. Uh, so and it was probably the safest they... place in the world at that exact moment. At least the safest place in northern New Hampshire the, at that moment. I mean, the, sure. New Hampshire's pretty well-armed. But, uh, but you know, I mean, the, the Boogaloo guys are, for the most part, libertarians, at least according to the ones that showed up at the well, uh, the protests last weekend, I think it was, or two weekends ago or whenever it was. Um, there was 50 statewide protests that happened, and I went to the one that, that happened in Concord, and there were five Boogaloo boys that showed up. Very small contingent. Sure. Which, of course, why would they all show up? But you they know, were in Hawaiian shirts, I assume. Um, most of them, I think, were in Hawaiian shirts. They had their boogaloo flags. Are they in competition? Are they in competition or real armed warfare, say, against Antifa or the other organization you said a couple no, they don't go out calls and, ago? They don't go out and fight people. They are just prepared for what they think is impending. Right. They think there's going to be some sort of civil unrest that's coming. The S will hit the fan, and they want to be prepared with, you know, plenty of rations and plenty of arms to get through whatever is going to happen there. But they do tend to be libertarian. The guys that were at this event were straight-up libertarians. They were talking about the non-aggression principle. 
Uh, there's an interesting video over at uh, freekeen.com that Vincent made of the event where you can listen to these guys talking and talking about freedom and, and what it means to them. And it wasn't just the New Hampshire guys. When when we were looking at some of the reports on the Boogaloo protests that happened in other places, they all had very similar, very libertarian talking points, and they were all kind of staying to well, those talking points. do they believe in the United States Constitution? I don't do know. Do they believe it exists? Or do they support it as a document? Yeah, believe in it as a way to, like, I'm a patriot, Marine, well, very inactive reserve, but believe in the system. I I would say probably not. I would say that from what they were saying, uh, that they are not fans of the system. That uh, they don't like it very much at all, but they they understand that they're probably not going to be able to change the system, so they're just preparing for the worst when the system collapses or whatever it is that's going on. When I did talk to them about secession or New Hampshire declaring independence from the United States, they didn't seem like they thought that that was uh, you know the t- it was the time for that idea that they hadn't really considered it uh, very much. So I did give them some information about that because I think it is absolutely time to consider those things. David, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. But it was refreshing that these Boogaloo boys were very libertarian guys. Like, yeah, the media loves calling them alt-right, yeah. but I have yet to meet. I'm not saying they don't exist, and right. I'm in New Hampshire, which is sort of libertarian anyway, so any Boog boys I'm going to meet are probably going to be libertarians, but That's I have right. still yet to meet an alt-right Boog boy. They did. I, they say, call themselves the Proud Boys. You're saying the alt-righters call themselves Proud Boys. I, I'm, yes, the alt-right. Not the Boogaloo Boys. The alt-right equivalent of the Boogaloo Boys would be the Proud Boys. They go out and they look for fights. But that's not the equivalent of the Boogaloo because the Boogaloo is not going out looking for fights. They're just right. preparing well, the Boogaloo for— is a, the Boog Boys aren't alt-right. That's right. Uh, th- now, they did say the supermajority of them are libertarians, so there may be some Boogaloo Boys who aren't libertarians, but they, from what they were saying, uh, they definitely are libertarian guys. And they did say there are some Boogaloo uh, gals as well, so it's not a extreme, it's not a males-only organization. But of course, if there are ten or twenty times their number, again, only five of them showed up. If there's hundreds of times uh, their number in New Hampshire, obviously they don't all want to come out because you don't want to tip your hand. You it's don't also wanna... cold. Well, well, it is cold, but but you know. You know the government was watching this, right? Like there was a drone True. in the sky. There were multiple. Really? Oh yeah, uh, they, they sent the drone up at the governor's house multiple times. Anywhere there's a there's a group of protests, the drone is around. The state police drone. Paranoid much? Yeah. So they sent the drone up, and they wanted to see what was going on with this this protest. They wanted to see who was going to show up. But it was just a handful of guys and then a handful of other libertarians that, that kind of came. Otherwise, it was all media. There were more media people there than there were Boogaloo guys and as many media people as there were cops around. So it was mostly media and police at this particular event. It was very interesting, sort of the the dynamics of it. But I think the media wanted these Boogaloo boys to be Proud Boys. They wanted them to be alt-right. They wanted them to be, you know, uh, pro-male. They wanted them to be, you know, these uh, right-wing racists or something like that. But they weren't any of those things. These were like completely reasonable, well-spoken, uh, pro-liberty guys. And they did not meet any of the preconceived notions that the media had that day. Also, a lot of like boogaloo type people avoided going to those protests because they were like um, supposedly like a honeypot. 
That's true. There's a good chance that they were absolutely a honeypot. Um, and it's still not clear who it was that was in charge of organizing those things. Let's go uh, quickly. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. I just wanted to point out that it, using that Boogaloo Boys as a model, uh, simple insurance policy, if you had a, a group of people that did nothing more than socialize and discuss preparation and self-defense and no political discussion whatsoever, it would be an insurance policy against uh, ever being completely in the true sense of the word, enslaved by a government. Uh, if you simply did did what they're doing, you wouldn't even have to discuss any politics. If it just continued to grow, you'd have, if anybody ever attacked you, uh, people would be able to defend against it without ever having doing anything more than uh, prep for eating and, and uh, shelter and self-defense. Thank you for the call tonight. Let's go to another unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. How's it going there, fellas? Hey, go quick. Uh, well, I just want to say that I you were talking about secession earlier, yes, and I'm a libertarian. I've been one since I was in high school. I'm 40 now, and I feel that uh, if we don't take it to the state first um, and get things going there and get people motivated at a you know leadership level, I mean, it's not ever going to work as far as taking back the country, and we absolutely need to be able to do that. Well, there's no but way you're going to be able to take back the country. I don't want to take back the country. Yeah, I, I want the country lost. to leave me alone. Right. It's, it's lost. I mean, there, there's no chance. Even if, you, even if you really love the idea of the United States, you've got to get to the point where you have to admit it didn't work out. It's not working out, and it's not going to work out. People are not going to come together. They're not going to want to build this thing, whatever, with other, you know, different, like, you know, different minded people. They're not going to do it. They cannot get along. It's time to separate. It's time to end this experiment. It's been an absolute, you know, it was, it was good in some ways in that there, for a while there was somewhat of a free market or a freer market. And there was a lot of wealth that was created for the people here. There's no doubt our lifestyles are pretty easy living compared to a lot of the rest of the world. But it's uh, it's still a failed experiment, and it's time that we look at declaring independence. And I think that whether it's Texas or California or Vermont or New Hampshire, somebody's got to say goodbye first, and then we'll see the dominoes start to fall. We'll see you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Is spreading the message of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace around the globe worth $2 per month to you? As you may already know, in addition to our internet feed, LRN.FM broadcasts on free-to-air satellite across North and Central America, as well as Sub-Saharan Africa, and we've been available on satellite for free 24-7 since 2010. The LRN.FM free-to-air satellite signal is reaching some of the most oppressive regimes in the world, and there's no doubt our ideas are making an impact. You can learn more about the channel's impact by watching the three-minute video at fund.lrn.fm. If you'd like to help free minds globally with our ideas of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace, you can donate as little as $2 per month via fund.lrn.fm. You can help us continue and expand our satellite broadcast to multiple continents. Visit fund.lrn.fm today, and thank you for your help. Don't forget to share the link on social media. That's fund.lrn.fm.